We are going to begin a series of a study of the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's going to be the name of the study, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, in this study, I'm not talking uh, particularly or just about the book of Revelation. I'm sure we'll get into the book of Revelations. In fact, today, I believe we'll look at scripture there. But what I'm going to be talking about is Christ revealed in his church. Christ revealed in you and I, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. To start this study, we're going to start in John 14, and then Matthew 16. And Matthew 16 will most likely be foundational scripture for this study. But in John 14, verse 4, Jesus says, And whither you go, whither I go, you know, and the way you know. And Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we not know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father, and how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Now, I want to bring your attention to a couple of things here. And the first one is, if you had known me, Jesus says, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you have known him and have seen him. Then he tells them, tells Philip, he that hath seen me hath seen the Father. Now, the question I want to pose to us right away was Jesus just speaking of seeing, of being seen in the flesh? Was he? And we're going to answer that question. I'm not going to answer it just this moment, but we're going to answer it, I believe, in Matthew 16, or begin to answer it. In this study, I want us to come to the answer of this question. He that has seen Christ has seen the Father also. In the word seen, the definition means to see, perceive, attend to. Inside of that definition, it, it has a metaphorical meaning, meaning to see with the mind, spiritually see, perceive with inward spiritual perception, to stare at, to discern clearly, 
to attend to. So in the seeing of the Lord, there's an attending to it. All right, and we'll look at that or consider that today in this teaching, the our hearts turning to the Lord, attending to the Lord. In Matthew 16, Matthew 16, verse 13, it says, Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, but still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades or the gates of hell will not overpower it or prevail it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he warned the disciples that they should tell no man or no one that he is the Christ. So there's a whole lot going on here in this encounter with Jesus, and I believe it's the foundational encounter that you and I have to come to after we're born again, after we're born again. I believe we have to come to where the Father, the Spirit of God, is revealing Jesus Christ to our souls. All right. Upon this rock, upon the revelation, of me, Jesus says, I will build my church. So being built up in the most holy faith, being built up in the knowledge of God, being built up in all spirituality, is bound up in Christ being revealed in you and I. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. The word revealed is the word apocalypsis, and it means an uncovering. It's a seeing of him. It's interpreted in your Bible in places as the coming of the Lord. It's interpreted most likely as the appearing. We're going to look at some of the places it's used in this study. But here today, in Matthew 16, Jesus says, this is the foundation stone on which the church is built. And that's not buildings out in the earth. That is the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. So I could even say that he fills us with himself through his revelation. 
and his revelation is not a one-time event. It's not a one-time seeing. It's not a one-time encounter. In fact, his revelation is a ongoing encounter that fills your whole soul and mind and is set forth for the entire body of Christ. Hallelujah to the Lamb of the living God. Now, this is the answer. Back in John 14, I asked the question, how, how do we see Jesus? Do we just see him as the man of Galilee? And I fully believe he was the man of Galilee. I fully believe he walked the shores of Galilee. I fully believe he healed the sick, raised the dead. I fully believe what the Gospels contain of Christ. I believe that with all my heart. I believe he died on the cross. I believe he raised from the dead. I believe he was buried. I believe that. I'm persuaded of that. Now, as I'm believing that, as I'm persuaded of that, God wants to bring me into the reality of that, of death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The only way the Lord can bring me to the reality of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is for the person of Christ to be revealed in me. That's it. There is absolutely no other way I can know his death, no other way I can know his burial or know his resurrection without he himself being revealed in me. So here is the foundation stone, the chief cornerstone that the church is built upon. And I wrote a question, how did Peter see this? Because flesh and blood did not reveal it to him. The Father revealed it who is in heaven. That's how Peter came to know Jesus as the Christ. That's how he's seen that's how you and I see him. That's how you and I know him. Glory to the Lamb of God. In Galatians chapter 1, Galatians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul writes that verse 15, but when it was the good pleasure of God who separated me even from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles, straightway I conferred not with flesh and blood. See, here is the encounter Peter was looking toward right here. And this is the encounter for the whole church. This is not just an encounter for the Apostle Paul. 
This is the encounter for the entire body of Christ, that Christ would be revealed in us. And we have to see this, that he's not just revealed to us, he's revealed in us. That's where our soul is transformed. That's where our minds are renewed. That's where we walk together in unity. That's what will cast out all division amongst the body of Christ, is in the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And Paul said that I might preach him, that I might declare him. So when Christ is revealed, what happens in us is we do not preach ourselves. We preach him. We declare him. We do not promote ourselves. We become the servants of Jesus for his body's sake, just like Paul writes. That's what happens. That's, the, that's, the, that's what the encounter brings in the revelation of Jesus Christ. The heart turns to see the Lord, and you want the whole of the body of Christ to see him. Now, this is what we're going to be dealing with is the turning of our hearts to see the Lord. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God, for God to reveal his Son in us. We're going to turn our hearts to see him. We're going to turn our hearts to know him. Our desire is going to move to a knowing of the Lord. That's what we're going to seek. That's what we're going to ask for. That's what we're going to knock for. And our Father, which is in heaven, is going to reward us openly in the revealing of Jesus Christ, the open revealing of him. He's going to be made known. Hallelujah to the Lamb of the living God. Now, see, I really believe that. I believe that's what's going to transpire as a people begin to seek, begin to look, begin to wait and desire the revealing of him is that he's going to appear. I believe that. He's going to appear in you. He's going to appear where he's at. Christ in you, the hope of glory. If you have received Christ, he is in you. That the soul would be enlightened. That the eyes of the understanding, the soul would be enlightened in the knowledge of him. Now that's to me, salvation, that's what we have as Christians, is we have the living Christ dwelling in us. Glory to God to be revealed and to be declared through us, to be declared through our lips, to be known in our mind, to be declared through our hands and our feet and our attitudes. Honey, I believe he touches every aspect of you and I, but it starts in the soul. It starts in new birth. Unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. But when you come to new birth, when you get filled with the spirit of God, what is next? What is next? Is it we just wait to die and someday go to heaven? I don't find that as Paul's gospel, but rather I see a people turning to see the Lord and having the Lord revealed in their hearts and their minds. That's what I see, and that's what I see as salvation.
in the book of Revelation chapter 1, Revelation chapter 1, John turned to see the voice. Right here is where we as believers have to come. Right here where John did. Verse 9, Revelation chapter 1 says, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, what thou seest write in a book and send it to the seven churches, which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, Ephesus, unto Smyrna, unto Pergamos, and to Theatira, and to Sardis, and to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And I believe this deals with a state of being. And in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks is one like the Son of Man, Christ in you, clothed with a garment down to his foot, girded about the paps with a golden girdle, hair white as wool, eyes a flame of fire, feet as burning brass, face as the sun. He gives this glorious description of Christ. I believe that's dealing with Christ in his fullness. But he sees Christ in his fullness in the church, in the candlesticks. He turned to see the voice. Now, in the definition of this, in the usage of this word turn, it means to turn, but in its usage, one of the things that really caught my attention, I turn back, or I turn to, or towards. John turned toward the voice. Now, that's very important for you and I, to turn toward the voice. That means you may turn from every understanding of God that you've had to turn to the voice. You may, you may turn from your denomination. That's okay. You turn to the voice. You turn to the voice to see the voice that's speaking to you. And the voice you're going to see is Christ. You're going to come to the encounter of the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's what's going to happen when the heart turns toward the Lord. The veil, the carnal mind that was done away in Christ, is removed off the heart. That the heart can be transformed into the knowledge of the Lord. Oh, yes. That's what happens. See, John just didn't turn around. He turned toward the voice to see the voice that was speaking with him. And he saw. And he saw. And what he saw, he wrote in the book. That's like Paul said, Christ is revealed in him. God separated him from his mother's womb. And that just didn't mean his natural mother. That meant his religion, 
and he talked about his pedigree as a Jew within his epistles, and God separated him from what he was born in to reveal his son in me, from whom all spirituality comes from. The measurement of spirituality is Christ Jesus the Lord. It's not you and I. Now, you and I may walk in a measurement of him, but if we have no measurement of him, or we have limited measure of him, we're probably walking in limited spirituality, because the measurement is him. And Paul turned to see the voice. John turned to see the voice. And when they turned, this radical shift came into their heart, came into their understanding. And Paul described it as separating him from his mother's womb, separating him from the Jewish religion, where he began to tell him, I mean, this guy, if you, if you get a hold of this, this guy was a Jew. Paul was naturally a Jew. And he wrote in his epistles that circumcision availeth nothing. Being a Jew avails nothing. Doesn't mean anything. Now, we Christians, we Christians, many of us have not got a hold of that. That in Christ, neither circumcision or uncircumcision avails, neither Jew or Gentile avails, but a new creation. And I only see that when I turn to see him. When I see that all the scripture from Genesis to Malachi was written of him, was a testimony of Jesus Christ. And I see that that the scripture just is his testimony. I, I see that being a Jew doesn't make me a new creation. He does. Jesus does. I see him. Well, place in the old covenant I wanted to bring to our attention is the encounter Moses had with the Lord. In Exodus 3, verse 1, it says, Now Moses was keeping the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the wilderness and came to the mountain of God unto Horeb. And the angel of Jehovah appeared unto him in a flame. Appeared unto him. Moses saw the angel of the Lord. He appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside now and see this great sight. So here's Moses turning to see the angel of the Lord and why the bush is not burnt. And when Jehovah saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him, called out unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, draw not hither, put off thy shoes off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. <laughs> so, so here in this encounter that Moses has, I want you to see Moses turn to see 
the voice. He turned to see the Lord, and the Lord appeared to him out of the flame of fire and called out to him and said, put off your shoes off your feet. See, <laughs> this is what happens to us. Our, our shoes, our walk with God is changed when we see him, when he appears. Our understanding is changed. See, what does God immediately do to Moses? When Moses begins to see him, he begins to declare himself. I am the God. I am the God of, Je of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He begins to declare himself. He begins to declare his purpose. I have come down to bring them out, to bring them to a land flowing with milk and honey. So immediately when, when Moses encounters the Lord, the Lord begins to declare himself. And the Lord begins to declare his purpose. And that's, that's the same thing that happens to us in Christ. When we see the Lord Jesus, God himself is declared. And God's purpose is shown to bring us out, to bring us out of bondage into a land flowing with milk and honey. We come into a whole new understanding and a whole nother walk. We put off our shoes. We no longer walk in the old understanding. And, and a lot of Christians, uh, I do not believe, have come to this, to put off their shoes, to put off their shoes in the presence of God. In 1 Corinthians 3, the Apostle Paul writes, 3.1, he says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, as unto babes in Christ. I fed you with milk, not with meat, for you were not able to bear it. Nay, not even now are you able, for you're yet carnal. For whereas there is among you jealousy and strife, are you not carnal? And do you not walk after the manner of men? See, <laughs> many times as believers, we're walking in the manner of men. We're walking in the understanding of the natural man. And Paul describes this for when one says, I'm of Paul, another says, I'm of, of Apollos, are you not men? What, what is Apollos? And what is Paul? He says, he's basically saying, what are we? What are, what's Apollos and me? You're saying you're of Apollos? You're of Paul? Ministers through whom you believed, and each as the Lord gave to him, I planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watered, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. They're God's fellow workers in his garden, in his building. That's what Paul declares of him and Apollos. We're, fit, we're workers together in the building of God. We're laborers together in Christ. That the body of Christ would come to the knowledge of the Son of God and to a perfect man. That's what Paul was laboring for, and he said that's what he and Apollos were. They were co-laborers together in Christ. Christ is not divided. Christ is 
is one. He has one body, and that one body is to be the fullness of him. It's not to be Pentecostal and Baptist and Catholic. It's not for you and I to have our own ways. See, see, put off your shoes. Well, I can't put them off till I see him. I have to be willing to come to the place to see him, to denounce myself. Now, I believe that's the death of the cross. I believe that's the death of the cross working in us that we're willing to put off our walk, that we're willing to put off not just the sins of the flesh, but our understanding, our understanding of the Bible. I'm willing to put it off to know him, not just to have the right understanding either. Yeah, I want to have the right understanding, but I want to know him more. I want my understanding to be built upon knowing the Lord. That's really my heart, that my understanding of uh, that I minister out of be not just an understanding that I, that I just read it out of the book. I, I do. I read the book. I, I read the Bible often. But the understanding that I want to come to is in the knowing of the Lord, that I put off my shoes, I put off my walk, and I walk before the Lord in Christ. I come to an understanding that I'm going to walk before the Lord in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how I'm going to walk. Not in myself. Not I, but Christ living in me. Glory to the Lamb of God. So we have to come to the revelation of him. We have to set our hearts. We have to turn our hearts. One last place today. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. The apostle Paul says, If ye then be risen with Christ, Seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. Set your affection. Turn your heart on things above, not on things on the earth. And I've dealt with this in the past, things above and things on the earth, the heavenly man, the natural man. The things on the earth are that of Adam. The things above are that of Christ. That's above. That's heavenly. Set your affections on the things of Christ. For you're dead. And that's through Christ. See, that's the things of Christ. You're dead. And your life is hid with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then you shall appear with him in glory. When the one who is in you appears. That's what Paul says in Colossians 1, that he's in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. When he appears in you, then you appear with him in the glory that he is. To be transformed into the same image by the Spirit of God. Now, this is the inward working of the Spirit of God. 
Christ being revealed in our hearts and our minds to be transformed. That he would come forth out of us. That he would flow out of us. That out of us would flow rivers of living water. The spirit of life would just flow from us. Well, that's only coming through Christ being revealed. That's how it comes. It comes through him. Glory to the Lamb of God. So what do I do? I set my affection. I turn my heart. This is where my desire is. This is where my heart is. That's, that's what I do. Like John, I turn to see the voice. I turn to know him. Now, that's where we have to come. We put off our shoes. And we're willing to put them off. We're willing to hear the voice. We're willing for the voice of the Son of God to speak to us and to walk in what the voice says, to walk in the understanding of Christ, to walk in the light as he is in the light and have fellowship one with another. We're willing to do that because there's the only place true fellowship will manifest. There's the only place we'll find ourselves one. It won't be agreeing on a scripture. It'll be in knowing the person of the scripture that we find ourselves as one. Glory to God. And that is done through Jesus Christ being revealed. Now, this is the beginning, I believe, of a series. And in my heart, I believe we'll be here for some time. We will see, but I believe we will be here for some time. If you want to go ahead, read the first chapter of 1 Corinthians. Read the first chapter of Peter. Read the book of Galatians and Ephesians. Read in Genesis 12. We're going to be in these places in the coming weeks, the Lord willing. May God reveal his son in you, in me, that I may declare him. That's my prayer for you. God, reveal your son in us, that we become the declaration and the manifestation of you, Father, in the earth, that we bear your image that we bear your mind, that what comes out of us is the very fruit and life of the Spirit of God. May you be blessed and glorified through the church that is your body, dear Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.